Welcome to the Black Boy Joy Show. I'm R.V. Willis, and I'm here with Mr. McGill and the incomparable Lord Eddie and the magical superstar Donnell Lamar. If you guys say hi. Hello. Y'all doing all right today? Yeah, we're making it. Okay. I'm off of work for the day, so I'm good. Yeah, weather is really nice. It's warm outside. What's it down? What's it like down there, Lamar? Houston, Texas is hot as shit. It's about 85, 86 degrees. Oh. And sunny. Uh, wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and everybody got to stay inside. <laughs> they want everybody to force people to stay inside, <laughs> right. and it looks that beautiful outside. They're forcing us to stay in, honey, for the next 14 days. Uh. 14 days. I'm going to tell you what. Hmm. I'm gonna put on some little booty shorts and sit on the goddamn patio or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, I already got it set up, honey. I already got it set up in my head. How no. Gonna... You know what? You yeah. Okay, Lamar. You and I gonna have to talk about that offline about <laughs> about that apartment build, that apartment complex you in. You already know my apartment complex, so. Baby, <laughs> I, I know this one. Ain't, this one is uh, it's interesting to say the least. Hmm. Um, it, it, had, it had a few little pieces here and pieces there, you know, little, mm. little trade piece here, trade piece there, you know. Yeah. I saw one guy walking a dog the other day. I was like, you can walk my dog. But, um, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? On that point, like, what is everybody, what's every, dog, what is dog. everybody drinking? <laughs> I, a dog, he walk real, like, I can't stand you. I was like, wait, you left with a dog? So what are you what are you guys drinking today? Oh my god, today. I'm drinking Jack Daniels and lemonade. Oh. Okay. I I'm drinking tequila and lemonade. And I am having a Tito's vodka and champagne. Hey. Oh. Hey. And I'm think I I think this is peach vodka with some fruit punch. <laughs> it was just some stuff I found in the freezer. I was like, oh. <laughs> Hey, that's not real Dominique Devereaux. Uh, okay. <laughs> the champagne is not burned either. Uh, mm. That part. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is not burned. With your fur, I mean, with your fur and everything. You know what? I can't stand you. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Oh, my God. That's the gayest of them all, honey. Ah. I don't know. Richard Romero. You know, what? Romero on the wall. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Wait. Oh, you know what? That is a whole other topic. We are not even going to go there. But anyway, you guys ready for a history of a black boy? Yes. Give us us some. Give us the history of a black boy. Yeah. All right. So today, we have uh, Willie Donnell Smith was born February 29th, 1948 in Philadelphia, PA. As a boy, he would sketch clothing designs on the floor of his home and in the Philadelphia Museum of Art. The passion motivated by his grandmother, grew into the world-renowned clothing line Willie Wear Limited in 1976. The first Willie Wear fashion show was held in 1978 at the Holly Sullivan Gallery. Willie Wear was a massive success, providing chic, stylish clothing for modern women and later men, 
At the time of his death in 1989 from AIDS-related pneumonia, Willie Smith was the most successful African-American designer in the industry. Learn him and embrace his star power, Willie Smith. Hey. Hey, Willie. Did you guys know about it? I mean, did you know about him? No. <laughs> Honey, I've been in the fashion industry for 15 years, and I've never heard of Willie. You've never heard of Willie Ware? I remember I remember it being in high school, I remember people wearing it. Sounds familiar, but I don't. I wouldn't know. So, no, he was from Philly. But you know, um, a fun fact his sister is Tukey Smith, who was on 227. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and she, uh, Robert De Niro's baby mama. Mm -hmm. uh, I had no clue that they were related. Yeah, you, I would say, you know, Tukey Smith. Yeah, that's his. Uh, that's his sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, Lord Eddie. Oh my God, yes. this this chair is working my nerves. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what would uh, so the question that's to you is uh, what would be the title of your autobiography? Mm. Oh, wow. The title of my autobiography mm-hmm. would probably be. Earth is ghetto. Earth is ghetto. <laughs> 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 Me your ass to been some other places. Yes. Listen, wow. I've been other places. Yes. I've been, you know, I've been, you know, I've traveled worldly, otherworldly realms, you know, of the cannabis, honey. So right. Earth is definitely ghetto. The mm. most ghetto, ghetto's planet of them all. Right, right. Okay, okay. I can see that. Okay. So that would be the title of my autobiography, Earth is Ghetto. Mm, yeah, compared to other places. Tell, yeah, it would basically tell, like, it would explain my life here on Earth mm-hmm. versus my mind, where my mind really is. Mm. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about you, Lamar? I would say probably, oh, God. Yeah, Wait, now. Do I have to think about this too? So, right. Like, so, I'm getting I mean, stressed right now. <laughs> and I got to use my brain. I would have to say something with uh, regarding like gypsy because I've moved or have moved quite a lot. Mm. Okay. Since I've been an adult. Um, part of that due to the military, but the other part of that, um, I think it's so easy for me to get up and move because of that. Um, military, you got to get up and go over there and tell you to go. Um, and so whatever you're doing, whatever you have going on, you pretty much got to just end it and then go, you know? Mm. Um, so it's easier for me to do that. So I feel like, you know, I'm like a gypsy and I have nothing really holding me down anywhere, Mm. um, per se. Um, do you find it hard to make, that's a cute title. I hear it already. Like a gypsy. Yeah. Do you feel like that with friend and finding, you know, like friends and things when you have to move so quickly and all the time? Um, is know, it hard to make um, friends? I don't, I've never had had it hard to make friends. Um, I think in this move has been a little bit harder only because of the current situation and the current state that we're in. Mm. Um, but I've gone out and of course now that I've lived so many places I have a lot of friends in a lot of places in different people variety. that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they were not from here, like for instance, you know, Leonard lives here. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't live in Atlanta, so I know him, and I know a few of the people that live in Atlanta. 
you know, the other places that I live, of course, that I live here. Right. So it's not too many places that I would move to where I don't know at least somebody mm. or, or somebody that I can call on if I need to. Um, and I make it a point, I guess, to, to have that um, to have that connection. Um, but with this going on right now, it's like, I guess it's one of the reasons why I'm kind of missing Atlanta a lot right now uh. is because that, okay, well, of course, we can't be out and about, whatever, you know, but at least I know I have people that are close, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I knew I had a, um, not a really support system, but I was, I can't say stable, whatever, but I had my apartment, I had a job and everything when I was there. Mm-hmm. And I have an apartment here, but I'm like, right now, I'm unemployed. So mm-hmm. what's going to happen on the first next week on Rich Duty, you know? Right. And everything's so brand new. Yeah, yeah. everything's so brand new. And then it's like, okay, um, my job, um, they let a couple of us go only because we were the first ones in. Like, I've only been at my job like a week. Mm. Uh, Last in, first out. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, when that happened, I'm like, well, shit. I know, I know, I understand why it happened. But at the same time, it's like, well, damn, if I'd have known all this was going to happen, I would have stayed in the Right. right. I'm in a whole, so now I'm in this situation, I'm in a whole different city. And I'm passed out, you know. Mm. And you know, these people want their rent money in their first. The car people want their big car note money, and the insurance people. I mean, all this stuff is happening, and I'm like, okay. When you look at how much you got to pay out every month, and then you're looking at nothing coming in. It's like, okay, well, what the fuck gonna happen now? Yeah. And not everybody has the privilege of the privilege of being paid while being at working at home or mm-hmm. while being off. Right. And so I feel like it's gonna cause the economy to tank. Dramatically, mm. oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely, um, drastically, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm. Because I think a lot of people's credit is going to take a hit too. Mm. Let's see, but that's why, that's why this whole thing that we're going through right now, whether or not the Senate's going to approve whatever the you know all that stuff. There's a reason why the Democrats, not to get all into it, but there's a reason why yeah. the Democrats were not approving some of this stuff, you know, with this stimulus thing. Right. They yeah. say they want like it to benefit more of the people and the workers, yeah. more so it's than the corporations, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is why we need to be paying attention, you know, to that shit. It's like, yeah. you know. Because really, we may get screwed out of this shit. Yeah, yeah. the airlines will be bailed out. Who knows who else will be bailed out? But then, damn, airlines will be. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. People, the taxpayers, to yeah. bail them out. It's like we don't have any money. To but it's like, where are they putting the, where are they putting, I mean, you have these companies that are shutting down, and when they reopen, where are you, I mean, are you, how are the people, are you bringing the people back to the jobs? Are you just saying, right. we're just going to go out and hire all these new other people? You know, it's it just I it. So. I mean, it to these me, I just think people like, are restructuring. Release these girls, and then we gotta restructure and bring in some new girls. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? So this that, you made a very good point, Eddie, because it, this is a good time to get rid of anybody that you wanted to get rid of, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, this is a perfectly good time to, like you said, restructure. Yeah. And 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 reassess kind of your needs as far as staffing and all that. You know, mm. right. um, or even if you want to stay in business. I know um, my friend Jerome, um, he uh, posted earlier and shared earlier that his doctor's office totally closed permanently. His, his primary yeah. care provider closed permanently. Whoa. My dentist did today. Listen to email. That's major. So, so, like, so permanently. Like, that's permanent, major. Like, like, they're coming back after this. You know? 
So, I mean, what, I mean, I'm sure it was some thought into that, whatever. He it, it didn't just decide today, whatever, that he was going to end his business. It was something that was in the back of his mind. Right. Or something that was kind of going to come in the near future and just kind of accelerate. So this is like pushed him forward. Exactly. He may have already right. been struggling, you know. Yeah, which is already with making payments and stuff for the lease. Which is yeah, that's another thing. There's a lot of companies that are doing that. Yeah. They're just taking this they're taking this opportunity to say, I wanna end my company and let me just let me just end it and just get out. I know the I know the government's gonna bail me out of this because they you know the business owners and stuff, they always have like uh, they have that the, all the the stuff that they get from the federal government. Like they yeah. they know that they're gonna get bailed out. Like, but wait, but wait, but wait. So I was watching the news. It was either this morning or last night, and it was about the SBA, the Small Business Association of Small Business something. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. lady was like, she has like two um, pet overnight daycares or whatever the hell. And so uh, she said, yeah, okay, we appreciate the loans that they're going to give us, but we're not making any money right now. So I'm going to borrow money from you that I'm going to have to pay back. So I'm always going to be behind. Like, it'd be different if it was a grant. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? True. But you're loaning me. Like, it's not helping the situation, you know? So they're not really going to, small businesses, from what I heard this morning or last night, they're not really going to, some of them may feel like they're bailed out, depending on their financial situation, but some of them, it's going to take a while before they can get back ahead, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to kill a lot of this shit. This is just honestly, like, to me, like, how the economy is thinking is just, like, a way of showcasing, like, how powerful people really are and how non-powerful people really are. It's like we're really, like, facing, we're really having to face classism at its finest here Mm. in this country alone. Basically. Mm. That's the truth. You know what? And I I don't like, I'm going to cut you off Mm -hmm. while I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Is like, you know, before the the fast food worker, for instance, was like at the bottom of the food chain, whatever, you know, as far as class, whatever, you know. And now we run into these same people, whatever, because they're the only people that are open, right? You know, that are that are, are you know, supplying a need, whatever. People want to eat and they want to eat quick, you know. Not everybody knows how to cook. The mm-hmm. grocery stores aren't even like filled, though, so we're, we're, we're no, it's no choice but fast food. Right. right. But think about this, though. Think about, you know, I mean, we all know how to be self-sufficient in the sense that we know how to make a meal for ourselves. But you think about the many Americans or the many people, I mean, men or women, that don't know how to cook for themselves because they never had to. Right. Mm. You know, so they go out. They, they, they depend on going out to eat. And so now they can't or they're limited. Mm. Right. You know, so they happen to go and use these resources that they probably would not using on a regular basis and now we're looking towards those people you know to be like oh shit now you're lifesaver you know right mm-hmm. so now the people you know it's almost like you devalue them at one point but now you're bringing value to something that probably should not have even been the case in the first place mm-hmm. and i'm just using that as an example but there's yeah. a lot of other areas where that applies whatever people that are still having to work because it's an essential they're essential employees whatever you know right. the healthcare workers you know mm-hmm. they're essential you know, so they, the airlines, the hotels, so like yeah. this is like a war going on, whatever, and they're the troops that are fighting. It's a catch. It's a catch twenty-two, though. Like, I mean, I don't want to keep harping on it, but mm-hmm. okay. So I realized something with this term, social distancing. 
what I realize, like I observe everything. I'm an observer. Yeah. That's like what I do. That's the <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I really paid attention, pay attention to people's behaviors. Like that's yeah. how I could read people. Mm-hmm. And what I've been noticing with this term social distancing is that my encounters and my interactions with white people first yeah. are very much like racist. Like yesterday I was walking to Whole Foods and I walked at least past like four different white people and they all moved themselves like into the street basically to not walk by me. Now part of me was like, well maybe because you know they're understanding like they don't want to catch the virus. But the other part is honey, I'm black. So I don't know what else to think when I see four white people at different times walking and they go into the street to bypass me. And then on the other hand, I'm also noticing black people also attacking and being rude and prejudiced towards Asians is what I've noticed a lot. Mm. Yeah. So it's like this term social distancing is really like just setting us back to civil rights movements, and I, that's how I feel like. It's, it, <clears throat> excuse me. It's just perpetuating like, <clears throat> the divide yeah, that's already yeah. in the country. But this it's just... Making a, it's making us safe, but it's also... It's dividing it us even more. Alive and, yeah. yeah, you have to be able to get out and move around as a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, staying cooped up is not... Unless you're in a mental institution or you're in prison, there should be no reason to have to stay inside your house for 14 days, you know, and only be limited to the grocery store for a few hours or be limited to outside for a few hours. It's like you're literally, you're literally like trying to destructure us from what we're used to, deprogram us from what we're used to mm. and program us for something new that's coming. That's how mm. it's Well, you know, it definitely is a preparation. That is for damn sure. It, it, it's we're preparing us for something. Away from martial law. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And so many yeah. people, most of the people haven't, they don't know what the fuck that is. They've never experienced anything remotely close to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's going to create a new, like you said, well, in my words, like, a new level in a sense, you know, there's going to be a, become a new normal of a certain sense, mm-hmm. you know, so desensitize us to it now, get us used to this, mm-hmm. right. and then slowly allow us to venture out as much as you want us to. You know See, I mean? and you and you thought I was crazy when I was saying, I think they fluffing these numbers with the, these cases that of this coronavirus. <laughs> Yes. No, you remember? It's not, no, it's not. It's not that they're fluffing the numbers. Actually, the numbers are coming out greater, and they're doubling and tripling the amounts because December this virus happened. We were told about this virus, mm-hmm. and we That's did nothing about it. And yep. so the numbers had already started, you know, calculating. Yeah. So by the time the virus really hit us, it's like, oh, we've only had this many deaths, and it's like, no, like you guys aren't calculating the numbers that actually of the cases that actually were, you know, mm. cases of coronavirus. Right. And when I interviewed on my um I interviewed a doctor this week recently or last week and she basically like stated that like when you test positive for coronavirus, it technically does not mean that you have the virus. They have to actually confirm that you have the virus. So they send it they have to send those results out. Mm. So testing positive is could be like a false positive basically. Mm. So, and and like, there's nothing media is not sharing that. There's nothing Why they can do for you, which is what the doctor was saying on the news today. He was saying there's no reason for everybody to get a test because we don't even have anything to give there's you. A cure. 
we don't have anything to give you, so why are we testing you? All you have to, if you're not showing any symptoms, then you should not be tested. It should be people who are showing symptoms or, or have underlying things that are going on and they start to feel like something's wrong. But people who are feeling fine, it could be in your body and your body could just be fighting it off. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, you, uh, on a lighter note. <laughs> So it, this is the this is the concern that I have, uh -huh. and I'm glad you mentioned that as far as the testing. Okay, so even if you get tested, right? If I go get tested right now, so I still have a gap from when I get tested to when the test comes back and says, "Okay, you're positive." There's, there's, there's so many days in between. So you quarantine yourself, right? So what I'm saying is, so you have all this time frame. I feel like that's this is why all the numbers are changing on a daily basis because. The test is so drawn out, and the results are so lengthy as far as when you get them back. Right, is like and okay, people well, aren't quarantining themselves. So, so I understand the quarantine, but before we quarantine, look at I me. Mean, look, look at why, why the numbers are changing, though. So, before the quarantine, okay, say if I'm infected, right, and I don't know that I'm infected, and I'm hanging around y'all, and with all twenty of us at Bulldogs, whatever. Social so distancing. No. Bitch, whatever. So, so. Um, I'm just speaking hypothetically too. So, say if we all hang around at Bulldogs and one of us or two of us are infected and we don't know it, we just infected a whole group of people that don't know that they're infected. But that's why they wanted to stay in the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking before the quarantine. Before the quarantine. Right, right. But, two but two days. Like said, yeah. Since December now, mind you, since December. Oh, before so, December. So, we're talking, about, okay. we're talking about a whole two, almost two and a half, three months now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and it's time for that's why the numbers are changing as fast as they are because it's like okay well shit we didn't know it was that we didn't know it was that serious but guess who did know mm. somebody knew mm -hmm. we knew our they government knew. knew it's just no, 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 when i say we money not we as an us we didn't know but i something said somebody knew so they were they the government were, uh, knew and to share that information hello um information to the public as far as okay with the severity of it the seriousness of this and what's going on they made it they were real lax about it mm -hmm. yeah. you know and so i think that's the part that i feel like that really hurt us they were real lax about it had they took precautions in the beginning and said okay well you know what this is something that's serious is going on we need to you know start you know getting ahead of this thing you know yeah it's, it, it, it's, we can't catch up now right <laughs> right it's gonna oh, take a minute look, we should raise hands look, yeah, look at me. Yeah. oh oh Oh, can, see? I, can I can I can I just be like the, can I play the devil's advocate so to speak? I don't mm -hmm. believe in the devil, but I don't can like I just devil. play devil's advocate. She don't have a room here. Okay. <laughs> so in this situation, what I've come what I've come to realize is that, and I'm speaking generally. I'm not saying you know this specifically towards any one person. Generally yeah. speaking, a lot of times we are forewarned as a country of certain things that can possibly happen, whether it be through the media, whether it be through TV shows, movies, music, whatever. Right. We are forewarned about a lot of this stuff that can happen. Mm. Why is it that we as the human race feels like, or people in this country, because I don't know what goes up in other countries, why is it that the humans in this country have to, what, we feel like we have to like do this voting process of voting someone in who hurts the country more than helps the country then ends up then we end up in this situation and now we're looking for help and it's like no one wants to help us no one really cares about us but we're expecting to be helped now i don't understand if we as citizens of this country why are we not 
stepping up to the plate and saying, you know what, this is the reason why we vote how we vote and why we bring in who we bring in, as opposed to, oh, well, we just voted someone in and, oh, well, he'll deal with it. And, you know, the country will be back to normal in two weeks when it's like, mm, no, no, the um, virus is not going to have two weeks. The virus is going to take as long as it takes. Yeah. Um, and I, I totally, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. And just to kind of piggyback off of what you said as far as voting somebody in. And this is something that I realized myself just in the last election uh, for the uh, mayor of Atlanta, which was just what, I feel like it was just last year, but um, year for last. Um, so people have to understand that, number one, they said, oh, why didn't, um, Stacey Abrams win the uh, mayor uh, election of Georgia. The governor. I said, because you didn't realize, I'm like, Georgia is not just Atlanta. Georgia right. is the state of fucking Georgia. Atlanta right. is just one city. Now, right. you have a large population of people that are Democrats or that may have voted for Stacey Abrams, but you got uh, Bushwick Bill over in the corner over here in Forsyth County and all them other 200 the fucking counties, whatever, that are still. <clears throat> I don't know whether you use the word white right but still, still, still small-minded, let's use small-minded, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or still stuck, stuck back in the fucking stone age or whatever, that don't know no fucking better and don't know nothing but what they've been doing. Right. And so what they've been doing is, okay, well, hey, boo. Um, because you know there's you know there's some black people, you know there are black people in them counties. Excuse me. Let me, let's be frank about it. So the people that want the progression, Versus the people that are okay where they've been at, whatever, outnumbered each other, clearly. So that's how he got in office. It's the same thing with the president. You got all these little states, whatever, all this, you know, this blue and red, whatever, you know, that voted, you know, one way or the other because they're like, oh, yeah. Some people want to see this person in office for totally different reasons, whatever. Some people think he may do a good job. Some people think they may, they just want to see somebody different in the office. Some people voted for him just just because of who he was. Because of the apprentice. But not even speaking on just about the president. I'm talking, I'm speaking Congress in general. Like, well, yeah, so, all yeah, of these, so, all yeah. these votes, these people literally tell us that they're oh, racist. Oh, these people literally tell yeah. us that they don't yeah. care. It's so so why are we as people of this country so quick to still vote these people in when we now are in situations like this. And so, I just, or, so, yeah. so I just told you, think about it. Person that's in Senate or Congress, how long is that term? Up for life. Until until they're no, no, no. One, one Wait, who's life? No, but how many times can they be reelected? That's oh. what I'm saying is they don't have a limit I, on yeah, they don't, yeah. that's that's problem number one for me. And it's like okay you have a, a person that's okay. That's the president of the United States that only served two terms, right? Consecutively. Okay, but you got motherfuckers that are ninety and a hundred years old and got them Congress and shit. They've been serving since nineteen seventy-three. Making right. laws. They're making Make, laws. Making so laws. So the president that is like the only one that signs it, but they're making they, laws. They're drafting so, this shit. And think about this: whatever hmm. the president, president can get vetoed. If he produces a bill, he can get vetoed by who? Congress, uh, Senate, or Congress? The Senate. Either one of the motherfuckers have been in goddamn office for fucking thirty right, forever. Years, right? Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is the problem ain't the president? I mean, it is right now, whatever. But the problem is the motherfuckers they got in Congress and the House. And that is so true. And people don't understand that because they forget about the three the different branches of the judicial system. They forget all about that. 
they just go out and run and vote for the president. But Joan, you need to go out every two every time there's a vote, you need to go out <laughs> and and but you know hey, what? Xavier. So Xavier, I see you. I see you. I see you. But the, but it goes back to the same thing. It goes back to what Lord what Eddie was saying. It's the exact same reason why we still support people who are clearly homo who are homophobic. So that's what I want to speak on. We okay. we still do it. We so still go out not, and do it. So it's not. I don't think it's just about why are these people continuing to be voted in. People are voting for them. But I think the question should be, why aren't the other people voting? Like, do they really support that? Or are they just not voting? Because mm. we've I, talked about the lack of, you know, people go going to the polls. Okay. That's part of it. I'll that's give you that. That's that's cute. But, <laughs> you know but when it comes to voting, we still sit up and... voting. When it comes to voting, though, like, I look at it like, okay, I vote. Like, regardless. Like, I know the Electoral yeah. College is going to basically... Do what it has to do as far as the president goes. I vote, you know, I'm a new voter here in Georgia, so I'm just learning these new people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're right. new to me. But one thing I noticed is that, like, basically, like, when you if when you continue to give people mediocrity, people become accustomed and acclimated to mediocrity. So, you know, voting, I think sometimes when we talk about voting, like, some people choose not to vote because they realize like, you know what, I'm voting, and my vote is still not being counted. My vote is still not being heard. I feel like my vote is just not going anywhere. So some people opt out of voting. Now, I'm not saying that for everyone. I'm just saying, you know, for some people, they just uh, they choose not to vote because it's like they feel like they're just, their vote is just not being heard. And, you know, you know, we're still living in this country where racism is still alive and well. You know, xenophobism. Uh, misogynism, like all of that is still alive and well. Classism, like, sexism, yeah. In a united country, if we're, yet we're so divided, then how do we, and what is the point of me voting? Like, what is the point of me casting my vote if we're going to continue to live this life, live the way that we live? You know? No, and I folks will say, oh, because, you know, it's a hope, it's a better future. But honey, I've been here for 35 years, honey, and out of these 35 years, I want to say that the only changes I've really noticed are Equality, you know, amongst gays, but that's about it. Like, I'm still a black man besides a gay man mm-hmm. in America, so I still have to face, you know, walking down the street and somebody crossing the street because they don't like the color, the color of my skin. Right. So it's like, what am I voting for? But I vote because I know that it's my right, and I know that my ancestors fought for that right. But at the same time, they fought for the right. But I need my vote to. Yeah, but again, just like you just just like you just said, your ancestors fought for you to do the for you to vote. We have to fight to make sure that our future descendants are people who are able to vote because they'll take they'll take voting away from us because we are still on the chopping board. We're still we're still on the chopping board where they can just they can take stuff away from us like with without us even knowing, you know, so we still have to go out and vote every time we can. So on a lighter note, because look, 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 look at here. We don't win. <laughs> okay, we don't know about politics. See, I, I know. Politics. And th- you know, you guys are on the wrong show. That's on Nephew Mike's show. You know, Nephew Mike be doing all the politics and that. that, that. Okay. But <laughs> okay, so true, huh? so I'm going into the fanny pack, and I'm gonna get us. You know, we need a topic of the day. That was not our topic of the day. It just <laughs> well, happened to turn into that. <laughs> but I'm gonna go Wait into the fanny pack so I could get us a, a topic. And so what I pulled out was 
if you could see one movie again for the first time, what would it be and why? It's just like in the theater or just... Just whatever movie, whatever movie you wanted to see. If you could go back to that feeling of seeing it for the very first time, what movie would that be? Oh, Oh, Jesus. Experiencing it. So for me, I would say (laughs) I would love to see the, the feeling that I had of seeing The Bodyguard before it came out. Like, I was so excited. Like, everyone knows how big of a Whitney Houston fan I am. So to, to see to see that movie, like, that feeling that I had waiting for it to come out. And every time I would go to the movies before it came out, and I would see the posters, and I would be like, you would see the ad, you know, the, the uh, previews and stuff. I was like, I just, that feeling was just beautiful to me. So I would, mine would be The Bodyguard. <laughs> Um, you know what? So I asked someone this the other day, and someone said Titanic. I was like, "Really?" <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that was cool. It had me. I, I cried the three or four times I saw it in the theater. Yeah, but that's not what I would want to go back to at all. Right, because <laughs> you know the ending. My face right now. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, one movie about Titanic, girl. Right, I was like was Titanic. It was. It's an old movie too. It's um. Remember when Julie Andrews played in Victor Victoria? Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It's old. When I uh, the original, when I yeah. Old, it's old. When I say Julie Andrews, yeah, younger. Yeah. So she played when color um, movies first happened. Hello. Well, she played um, herself as a guy. To yeah, it was, that's why it's called Victor Victoria because mm-hmm. she played a guy. She came across as a guy to be able to blend in with society at the time, and this is set in old, you know, like whatever time it was. Yeah, you know? the Elizabethan time. Before, it was back in they, the day. They, had, they, they it, it was. It's good. It's really good. It's, and did, they did. Didn't they make a remake of that? Like in the eighties, I want to say they made a remake with with some. Um, I think I want to say they made a remake, like Liza Minnelli, maybe or. Somebody remade it. So, so it's funny you you mentioned her because I did not know that that her mother was Judy Garland. What? Oh my God! I didn't know that until recently. You her know what? I'm a. Uh, let, let me um let me go ahead and just x you out. Like how you not know that? <laughs> you ain't no real guy, yeah. honey. You not no real guy, girl. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> she looks just like her. I didn't know that either. She looks just like her. Are y'all serious? Yeah. Are you guys really serious? Alike. They well, look I just the life. So like, <laughs> I may have heard it before, but they are a spitting image of each other, honey. Right, spitting image. Garland, she looks just like her mother. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I never, really I know Judy like that. Until, like, I was looking at something recently. I was like, maybe like a month ago. And I was like, oh, 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 okay. Well, did you know Judy Garland was Liza Minnelli's mother when, like, I was like sixteen, I think. Yeah. Everybody talked about her. She looked like her. Did you know that um, Mariska Hargitay? You know who she is, the actress yeah, from Law and Order. You know her. You know who her mother is. Is Jane Mansfield? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Yes, that's Mariska Hargitay's mama. Wow. Who's she? From you know Mariska Hargitay. She's on uh, Law and Order. No, her mama. Who's Jane's man? Jane, Jane Mansfield. Mansfield. She was the competition to Marilyn Monroe. She was the yeah. other blonde bombshell. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, she was the yeah, she was like the other movie company's competition or their competition oh. for Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Um, wow. Did um, Kim that. Basinger mm-hmm. play her in the movie? She, uh, uh, no, but she looked like Kim Basinger. If you're thinking of that one where she had the blondish color hair and stuff, but that wasn't yeah. that wasn't Jane Mansfield. But oh. she she kind of pulled it off like that. Now she may have done a biop a biopic of her, but I don't know about that. But um, I can't remember the name of that damn movie. I like that movie. But oh, so, so my movie uh-huh. there's two. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I saw Malcolm X in the theater. Oh my mm. gosh! I remember how I felt like. Yeah, it was just exciting. Something about it, you know, was invigorating. Right. Um. So that would be something I'd like to experience again. Mm. Um. But also, Love Jones. When I saw Love Jones, oh, listen here, man, listen here. But was it was there like an excitement leading up to it, or was it just like you were just like once you saw it, then you were like, I want to experience that again. Man, I didn't. I didn't know all the excitement going up to. I wasn't really into TV much, where I would see commercials. You know mm. what I'm saying, or oh, okay. trailers or whatever. And I didn't go to movies a lot back then, anyway. Um, right. I don't even know why I went to see it. To be honest with you, mm. but I just remember loving it and just feeling like this is what black movies should be about. Like yeah. show this side of us. Hey, you know what? That soundtrack was every. Oh my god! Thing. Okay. Was that the <laughs> one that had a uh, penny yeah. with a hole in it? Huh? Yes, yes. By Dion yeah, Ferris. Was it Dion Ferris? Oh, Dion Ferris. She was in there. Wasn't Michelle Inertale Cello? Yes, she was on there too. I think she, had, yeah. That was a good soundtrack. I, I, I love me some Michelle Inertale Cello. I've never mm-hmm. seen this movie you guys are talking about. Never seen the movie? You've never seen Love Jones? Oh my God. Oh my God. Have yeah. You, you've heard of it though, right? No, it's a lot you of black seen... movies that I didn't see because the household I grew up in. Like, oh, yeah. you seen uh, uh, Love Jones, right? Mm-hmm. No, he has not. No, not Love Jones. No, you mean Love and Basketball. No, I mean, not, but yeah, Love and Basketball. I think Love and Basketball. Yeah, yeah Love and Basketball, yeah. So that w- it's kind of in that same kind of... Yeah. That, I think Love Jones, Love Jones kind of kicked, kicked that era off. It did. Mm. It really did. And so all these black movies started coming out. Jason's just, Lyric? Like, oh, you remember Jason's Lyric? Yes. That one was my one. That's a good one. Higher Learning. Higher learning, oh, yes. All of them, yeah. That was that was oh, a good one too. Look, let me get learning. out this conversation, honey. I ain't never seen none of these movies. Shut up. Whatever. University. Ooh. Ooh. I fell in love with him. Raphael really Sadiq. Mm-hmm. You know he did um one of the songs, the main songs from the soundtrack. Yeah. All I yeah, Raphael. But see, I love. Yeah, I like. Yeah, oh, I, I like Raphael. Yeah, that's Raphael Sadiq. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He, he has some... Well, Tony, you know, Tony, Tony, Tony. He was one of the... Yes. Tony, 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 Tony. Yes. And then, wasn't he part of... Um, Lucy Pearl. Called? Lucy uh, Pearl. Tony, Tony, Tony was one person. No, he was Lucy Pearl. With Dawn, yeah, Lucy Pearl. Yeah, yeah, Lucy Pearl. Lucy Pearl, Tony, Tony, Tony. From, uh, from In Vogue. Mm-hmm. Lucy Pearl. And him, yeah, that was him too. Yeah, yeah. The first album was Bomb Okay, Richard. So into the so into the music, and the, you know we're talking about music. So um, you know, late night hosts always have music. A lot of have musical guests on their shows. So if you were a late night host, late night TV show host, 
who would you have as your first guest? You have to ask this. You have to And ask your first you musical guest. I already know who I was going to say. <laughs> the queen mother herself, honey, Beyonce. Yes, Miss Beyonce. That's who it's going to be. Like, show. Yeah. Um, she's she got to be on that show a couple of times. Right. <laughs> um, I'm for life. So she's taking over the 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 interview seg- segment and the musical segment whatever she want to take over okay okay <laughs> see okay so i w- oh my god see the ones that i would really want to do they're not here anymore um yeah. so does that matter no i no it i know but i would love to interview prince because we're from the same hometown and so i would love to interview him and he never really gave a lot of interviews you know what I mean? Yeah. To, you know what I mean? So I would have loved to interview him. And then for a musical guest, because I wouldn't want him to do music. Um, I For a musical guest, I would probably say, um, I do like these, some of the newer people. Uh, I would probably go with uh, Rihanna. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'd go with Rihanna. I think she would really, she doesn't do a lot of, performances on late night she may go and do an interview disturbia. but she doesn't do a lot of uh a lot of, come on disturbia <laughs> okay. i'm sorry y'all i'm finishing this whiskey off oh okay. come on now um, what about uh what about you um i would Lamar. probably do angela i love angela bassett yes i love angela bassett with a passion um For your I, I watch right? i've never watched a record 911 religiously just to see her Mm. Um, and it's a good show. She on it this season? Oh yeah, she's on yeah, it. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the producer. I thought they let her go. She's I thought they let her go. Constant figure on there. Um, I love Angela Bassett, but you know, I always think about. Remember the show New York Undercover? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Always, they always had somebody perform at the end. Yeah. The bomb. I'm sorry. Um, as far as performance, somebody that I really love, and she actually did a. a couple of shows online over the weekend and they one yesterday you know y'all know i love avery sunshine with a passion mm. her avery sunshine is sick oh who is that um avery sunshine um she's mm-hmm. a she's an artist yeah she she's is, local here um she's very local in atlanta she's done quite a few shows at the city winery um but she's had a few albums as well too um, she's from Pennsylvania, from Chester, Pennsylvania, but she went to, uh, to Spelman. So she has a lot of roots and she lives in Atlanta. She's prestigious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, prestigious. Avery Sunshine, I heard of her just a few years ago when she did an interview. No, you wouldn't even heard it in an interview. Kay McKelly did an interview with Fantasia and she was there. Mm. And Kay McKelly had her come out and play the piano. And she sung safe in his arms. Mm. And I was a fan from then on out. Right. Like she plays her musical instruments while she sings, whatever, and then her live. Oh yeah. She is she's amazing. Um, Avery does instruments? Yeah, she played yeah, the she does she does her, her piano. She played oh, that play piano, piano like crazy. Yeah, she plays she plays piano. I think she plays I play piano. She's mainly a You do? Go boy. Mm-hmm. Oh. I can't play my piano. mom my mom um classically trained me. Do you know how to um, do you know how to write sheet music? Yeah, I know how to do all that. Oh, that's interesting. I just choose Good to not know. to because I'm like I can't make any money off of that. So you never know. You just got to get with the no, right person. I literally can't because I can't compose. Like I don't know how to compose. Okay. Ah. Uh, 
Gotcha. Okay, I see. Um, that's, yeah, that's real talent in that. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to do um, music instruments when I was in school, and that didn't work out too good. So I was like, okay. Um, I know my strength, so. Um, but yeah. Well, <laughs> the man that had the accordion was walking in the neighborhood, okay? You know it. And my mom let me get a free lesson. Yes, the accordion. And so... After he left, I asked her if I could do it again, and she said, "You're gonna have to ask your father." Y'all really not Let me get a radio. Oh, right? Not no accordion. Yes, that was my only like. Other than that recording <laughs> thing as a kid, you know. Other mm. than that, like that was my only experience with an instrument. But then she said, "Ask my father." So I asked my dad, and he said, "No." So after that, I just felt like you know. I shouldn't have any interest in an instrument because they're not going to let me play one, you know? Mm. No, I that's think the accordion is just like, like suspect, a suspect instrument. Mm. I could have been playing, like, I think it's like, gypsy play to like, lure, like, to lure little children in. Like, ah, the you know what? Like, <laughs> the accordion scares me. It's like really? one of those instruments, yeah, like, you ever heard of, um, uh, Greek, and Greek, Greek mythology, uh, Pan? Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. He, yeah, yeah, he, he had that little, the like thing that would bring the, the children in, yeah. That's what an accordion reminds me of. And I'm always oh. like, how do people play the accordion? Like, it's so, like, captivating, but it's, like, so magical and mysterious. Like, mm. why am I so drawn to the accordion? He's so crazy. <laughs> it takes a whole lot to be able to play one. So you're doing a whole lot of stuff, you know? It's like, it's like yeah. playing the bagpipes, basically. Right, I love oh. bagpipes, too, you know? Bagpipes. Okay, now you're just too gay for me. So, you know what? Oh, I had, I had, um... Terry Lewis, you know, Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. So my godmother was married to Terry Lewis. So before he got Excuse up. Me? Wait, 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 Go back. Your, who was married to who? My godmother was married to Terry Lewis of Terry Lewis oh, and Jimmy not, Jam. Oh, you rich, rich. Oh, please. So they're not, they're not married anymore. And they do have, um, they do have one kid together. But um, when I was younger, he gave me, after he and Jimmy got kicked out of Prince's group, because believe you guys me, the story of Purple Rain, I knew that story before it was on the big screen, because, you know, in Minneapolis, that was like the news up there, because they were big, they were a big, he was a big band up there. So it was news up there. So when he, um, when they got kicked out of the group, he gave me one of the guitars that he used to use in in the group with Prince. So I remember being in my basement and I was like trying to play the thing, but my, I was real nervous about my fingers. Cause you know, that them thing, them uh, wires, they be cutting your damn fingers. You be up there trying to play. And they, I mean, it, yeah. So I didn't, you know, pursue it anymore, but I kept the guitar for a long time. Um, yeah. It had got all rusty and all kinds of mess and everything. I didn't keep good track of it and all that stuff. But um, but yeah, that was the only instrument that I ever had was that. And although I was in a music class, I never really played. Any, I wasn't in the band or anything like that or played, you know, any kind of horns or stuff. But I love yeah. strings and I love horns. But I don't know, that guitar, that reminds me of, I, every time I think about that guitar, it reminds me of that time when he gave me that. I was like, I didn't, and you know, as a kid, I didn't know he was going to be big. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> You're not thinking about that. I wasn't thinking like he was going to be huge and all this stuff because I would have kept that bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
you gave it away? No, no, no. I can, no, my mom, like, it got all busted up and all this stuff. Because I left it in the basement. It was, you know, in, in boxes and stuff. I never I never used it. It was just downstairs with all my toys and stuff. You know, but, you know, I, I was like. several instruments, actually. You said what? I played several instruments, but my mom taught me classical piano. Mm. I played the flute. I played the drums. And I played, I started to play the violin, but I was like, no, I love my fingers. Oh. Mm-hmm. I can't do calluses. I can't yeah. do Yeah, the strings, they will get you. The strings, the horse hair on the, um, the like, I can't do all that. That's too much for me. Child, look. Violin is expensive. Like, Lord, the horse hair, you can get them to play to get them instruments and put it on their head. Okay. <laughs> Look at what they did with the hair, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I can't. I cannot. And on that note, I think it's time for game of the day because y'all, yeah, <laughs> y'all didn't did y'all didn't did too much. Game of the day. Okay, so this one is called "Would You Rather." And Ooh, I like playing "Would You Rather." Yeah, "Would You and I'm Rather." I know, right? Ooh, See? <laughs> I'll do all three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, not all three. <laughs> you said all three of them, honey. There, there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, would, you rather li- would you rather live in the ocean or live on the moon? Ocean. I don't like water, so I would go to the moon. I would love to live in the ocean. Oh my gosh! Do you know the the creatures that we have not even I d- discovered yet? We ain't discovered the creatures on the moon. I'm not trying to, but I don't like water, so I'm not. Mm-mm, I can't do it. You know what? I don't, I, I'm a water person. I think it's because I'm an air sign. Like I'm a, I think I'm, a water I'm more closer to water. Yeah. Oh. So um, I like I like water. So I wouldn't say the moon is too fucking far. The moon, you, think, well, you think we're in isolation now, bitch? Uh, <laughs> listen, I'll take that isolation, honey, over, yeah. over this planet right now, honey. I told you the Earth is ghetto, honey. Uh, ghetto. I know. And that I'm gonna look down at the ghetto. I'm gonna look down at the ghetto Earth from the moon. <laughs> they driving by talking about uh, we don't go to the project, honey. That's project. Uh-uh. That's but, Earth project. But, that part. We talking about projects? I can't. But when we talking about water, we talking about living in the water or on the water? Living in living the water. In the in the ocean. In the ocean, like a fish, sort of, right? Yeah. Like SpongeBob. So I don't have to deal with, like, people, huh? No. I'm dead. I can't stand you. I'm going to be in the water. <laughs> 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 under the sea, honey. Why are you laughing at me, Lamar? What? <laughs> 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 trying to live in the ocean, honey. We're not trying to live in the moon, honey. No. I guess you guys are, okay, so you guys are all water, and I'm on the moon. Looking down at the ghetto people living on the on the on the earth. Okay, I got you. Okay, so would you rather would you rather travel back in time to meet your ancestors or travel to the future to meet your descendants? Travel back in time to meet my ancestors. Oh my gosh. To meet my ancestors. Yes. How far back would you go? I wanna go as far back as I possibly can. So like the first person of my lineage, like to mm-hmm. understand where I come from, mm. basically. Okay. I want to see, see the ups and way around. I believe in Christianity. Yeah. Jesus. Mm. I want to see the other way around. I want to see the my descendants. Okay. See, you're a dad. You're a dad. That and you yeah, and you're a granddad. So I could see you wanting to see where you're where they go. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 
that's really cool. I like that. How about you, Xavier? I don't have children. I mean, Mr. Gip. Um, no, I'm not saying. So who would be my descendants? Well, I mean, you, it could be your <laughs> friends. It could be friends in the future. Your friends. You know, you may have like a godson or a, a person you call your nephew that has a, has kids. You know what I mean? Like so. I would probably, um, I've always, I used to grow up, when I was growing up, I used to always want to go back to the time when my parents were in high school, like right before they met each other. Like, I want to go back to that time, kind of like the back to the future. Like I go back and I see my parents, I don't interact with them, but I just want to see how they were during that time. Um, but now I think I would want to go, I would want to go to the future. Honey, I'm gonna tell my mother to marry somebody rich. I'm gonna be growing up like this. This is the ghetto, too. No, middle class, you know what? I can't. I just, I'm just struggle. Middle class, middle class was not a struggle. Okay, see, middle class, Mr. McGill. I'll go in the future to see my nieces and nephews' kids and grandkids and all that stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, would you want to be a Olympic gold medalist or an astronaut? Astronaut. You didn't even want to to get me off this earth. Get you, me out of the ghetto. Look, you I was gonna get off the earth the last time. You said no. I want to stay here in the ocean. I'm like, you could have been left. Now you want to be no, an astronaut. No, like, the ocean, no, but the ocean, like I feel like you know, I'm more. I would be more accustomed to. Uh huh. Like, you want to, you know, discover creatures that have never been discovered in the ocean here on this planet. That's the only reason why I will be here. But mm -hmm. I maintain my stance on getting off the ghetto planet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get to go. So as an astronaut in the question, is that like you're up there all the time or you just go up there occasionally? Like You're an astronaut. You can't come back to Earth no more. Like oh, you're yeah, send me, okay. yeah, send me the like you're gone. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I watch the movies or, gold or Olympic a gold, gold medalist, yes. <laughs> a gold medalist is so like, uh, like you just have to be super athletic. You don't even have to be intelligent to be a gold medalist. Mm. No shade to the girls that are gold medalists that are intelligent and have degrees, but you really like a gold medalist doesn't require a degree. So you know it doesn't require you. It only requires you to really have knowledge of the sport that you're competing in. Really, mm. right. Right. Well, I mean, but that's kind of like an astronaut. It does require a degree, but but astronauts it requires is... math. It requires science. It right, requires... but you're learning things that are about your area. You know, right, true. Like when I think about what my expertise is, you know, I know I am ignorant to a whole lot of other shit. You know, but I know my shit. <laughs> You know, and I can appreciate people who were like software engineers, IT people, you know, whatever, like they know their shit, you know, I don't, and I don't know shit about it. Mm. Not to say I'm more, not to say that I'm more intelligent or my, my thing requires more or whatever, or theirs does. It's just, we study, we learn our stuff and that's what we do. You know, many of us. Right. Um, so okay. it'd be good to like learn some other shit and not just be an expert in my own thing, mm -hmm. you know. Be good to like diversify, have a variety of skills, you know. I'm looking like, at it from where, a, like, but what would a gold medalist like have to really offer the universe besides I know how to like run really fast 
or throw a, a javelin or you know well, I mean if they're that good they may be pretty popular depending on you know it could be worldwide popularity it could just be in their country depending on the sport they could be a gold medalist in like a really not popular sport sort of not going to get like worldwide attention except what when they're getting their gold medal on the stage what's the sport um with the ice and the it's oh the, the scoop or? no the scoop thing i know yes yeah oh my gosh yeah but okay so like if they have, hold on, if they have greater notoriety, you know, people, they, have a, they can have a platform, you know what I'm saying? And people can actually, will actually listen to them. They have, like, influence in some aspects, so. Yes. So, last question. Would you rather live in Antarctica or in the middle of the Amazon? Wait, say that again? Would you rather live in Antarctica or the middle of the Amazon? Oh, Amazon. I would probably say uh, post. Yeah, so I don't like cold, so I would definitely be Amazon, but um, but I don't like snakes either, so. That would be really hard for me. But the Amazon yeah, the is more than snakes and bugs, honey. The Amazon is like, you touch the wrong plant, you might start hallucinating. Gators, right. all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. But I, I don't like cold. Amazon, but I guess I could put, I could put more. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't stand you. <laughs> I can't stand you. Right. Okay. I heard that. I heard mm. There was a message in the message. I see. Look. Uh-huh. Listen to you right there. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys coming and and hanging out with us. Um, so each of you guys, really quick, let everybody, let everybody know where they can find you, Lord Eddie. Um, um, you can find Lord Eddie at Lord underscore underscore Eddie E D D I E on Instagram, on Facebook, um, Snapchat. Awesome. Yeah. I'm banned from Twitter for defending. Um, you know my people. Ooh, you know what? All right then, uh, Donnell yeah, Lamar. Facebook Donnell Lamar. Got gotcha. you. Yes, Mr. McGill. Yes. Uh, Donnell <laughs> Lamar. Yes, on Instagram. Uh, DSTND to be great. I mean, destined to be great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Excellent, Mr. Oh! McGill. Uh, you all can just find me in Black Boy Joy. There you Chavi go. Chavi with X. Black Boy Joy. Thank you guys so much. So thank everyone for listening. Um, I want to say everyone be safe out there. Um, abide by the rules. Make sure that we stop this thing from trying to take us out. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Black Boy Joy Show. You guys say bye. 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 <laughs> what you cooking, dumbass? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was